Well, welcome everybody. Um, this is the art take. We're attempting to do this live, and we are doing it live. We are this now. Our, yeah, this is our first time doing it live. <laughs> um, I'm Pete. Um, with me is Chris, and our special guest today is Nick Gustafson from you might know him from Los Angeles Photo Alliance. You might know him from his Twitch account, uh, Carbon Punks. Uh, but in this episode, we're going to talk community. Thanks for having um, me, guys. Yeah, no worries. Um, just to plug our stuff for your Twitch folks, um, like Pete said, he's Pete and I'm Chris, and we're doing this podcast called The Art Take, where we offer up our opinions on art and our respective journeys. Um, I'm a photographer, and I draw and sometimes write poetry. And Pete has studied sushi as well as drumming and has gone to school for both of those. So um, that's a little bit on us. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at The Art Take, no spaces or um, underscores or anything, on YouTube at uh, The Art Take also. And our email is thearttake at gmail.com. Perfect. Um, so I guess. Let's get into it, you know. Yeah. We have Nick here. We're talking community. Um, Not I the know, TV show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, I know Nick from Los Angeles Photo Alliance, and I think you do, Chris. Chris, you do too, well, right? Yep. Cool. So maybe, Nick, you want to talk about how Los Angeles Photo Alliance came about and maybe give a little background and let everybody know who, we're, who the guest is, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how Los Angeles Photo Alliance came about. Sorry, I was reading chat. Might have some te technical difficulties on uh, on the Twitch side, so we can't hear you guys. Oh, bummer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I started um, doing like photo meetups. What was it like three years ago or something like that? Um, on my on, like my own personal Instagram, I just said, uh, you know let's meet up and, and ha like have a little photo walk. And I was just posting that to my viewers because um, I only had like a couple. Well, actually, you, uh, you know, I knew that I had a lot of like photo friends, but um, I was pretty new to photo and relatively inexperienced, like technically. And, um, and also just, you know, didn't have a lot of um, resources myself. I, I don't know. I just wanted to meet people who were in photo. And, um, <clears throat> or like meet up with more people. And um, so we, I, I just threw one like on a, on a Saturday uh, off my personal Instagram and we had like uh, 10 or 15 people show up, I think, um, which was super cool um, because I don't do a good job advertising and I certainly didn't then like on the first ever photo walk. <laughs> um, but uh, like made some new friends, met some new people that day uh, and, uh, and it just went so well. The vibe was so good. We did like a little photo walk in um, Chinatown, LA. And uh, so I just started like doing them every week. I was just working like Monday through Friday at the time. And um, so Saturdays were free. And I just, uh, you know, I started from like every Saturday morning. And uh, it just kind of grew from there. At a certain point, I was like, I should probably make this like its own little um its own group and so i took it off my personal instagram and 
tried to come up with a name for it and started Los Angeles Photo Alliance. And um, it grew in the number of people. And, um, you know, Chris kind of was always showing up. And so uh, uh, Chris helped me out with uh, with some of like the logistics and and posting and taking over some Instagram responsibilities and um, also just kind of helping to bring people in and make them feel welcome. And uh, yeah, I mean, all we did at the photo walks was we met up for coffee in the morning and, um, you know, brought our cameras, talked about gear and drank coffee and then just kind of loose, loosely just decided when it was time to roll out and just walk around and take some photos. Um, and how, do, how long did we do them for, Chris? Two years? Yeah, I feel like a year and a half to two years. Yeah. I think I came in when, I don't know, you guys were pretty well set up, maybe like six months into it. Do you remember? Wow. Did it take that long for you to show up? Six months? Maybe. But um, I think like the main thing was that it was kind of like a word of mouth thing, right? It was kind of just like you had like a handful of people and then they kind of told their other handful of people. Yeah. And it was insane how effective it was. Uh, like not any credit of our own. It was insane how effective it was. I think there's like a, a larger lesson to be learned there too that like, I mean, as soon as you just like reach out and, and have some kind of like casual, fun art event mm-hmm. that, um, you know, helps people to meet new people, not feel like it's competitive. And, uh, you know, people know that they're going to be able to show up and not not be judged and just, you know, take their, I'm sure it's, you know, different with something like painting, um, you know, because people can see your painting when you're painting yeah. in front of them yeah. if you were at a <laughs> painting meetup. Um, whereas like, yeah, film photography meetup, you know, people aren't going to be able to see your photos if you don't want them to. But, yeah. um, but anyway, I'm, I'm getting off of my point. My point was that like, it was extremely effective in just like, we didn't have any film meetups in LA as far as I knew before that, at least not in central LA. And the pool of people that were there to hear about it and that were willing to come out too was it seemed to be never ending because as long as we were throwing them more people were showing up yeah and um, every time and so i can't stress enough how little effort i put into like actually <laughs> reaching like new people too yeah. so yeah. like it was insane how effective the the word of mouth was just like somebody came through and they had a good time and they just told somebody else like I would see somebody on the street with a film camera and I would invite them like maybe half the time they would show up. But, um, that was the extent of it. Uh, the, the like promotion really, and just posting on Instagram to our followers, you're following more like film people or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much like what, like the community building of like, or the process of community building looked like, um, for me anyway and i think for you too chris when we we were both like having a good hand in um in uh throwing it on a regular basis right yeah i think for me the uh the drawing point was that it was kind of like a hobbyist thing and it wasn't like a very like specialized thing either like if you were just beginning or if you were like in it for a while it's just a good time and a good time to share you know everybody's love for photography so there wasn't a lot of pressure like you're saying like it wasn't like a pro thing or like an elite thing where you have to be invited or anything it just kind of like everybody would come out and there are like people who came 
who have been like shooting photography their entire lives and like even some like professional type people who like do it as a profession would come out but like the vibe was always to have a good time and I think when we were t telling people about it or when our friends or people who came would tell people about it that was something that was really clear and came across yeah when I when I first came to an LA Photo Alliance meetup um I think it's I think that was last year to be honest with you like and the first meetup was 50 people like I'm not even kidding like there were like 50 <laughs> people and we took like a massive group photo in front of the Disney concert hall that was the first one you came to huh yeah yeah and it was like so many people I was like dang I can't believe this you know because like I went to another like photo meetup too. It was the, the beers and cameras thing. And, you know, it's a very different vibe and it's, and it's fun too, you know, but with this it's one, it's just always, a different format too. Yeah. It's a different format. Different yeah. Different, very different thing. And uh, both of them are fun in their own ways with this one. I found it was, it was more about walking and taking photos and hanging out and being with each other, like just being with the community rather than just like, you know, an education system or a situation where you're like, oh, this is how you use this, this camera, yeah. which both have their, their pluses and benefits and stuff like that. Absolutely, I enjoy going to both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's a distinct lack of structure to the way that, <laughs> that like we went about throwing uh, yeah. Los Angeles photo lines. Yeah. Um, when, um, I was going to ask like, when you, um, you mentioned you started on your Instagram, you started the photo lines community on your personal Instagram. Were you, um, did everybody know you as a photographer? Like, how did you start as a photographer or how did you get your, your ground in, in art, I guess? Like, how did that start? I guess that's a good question. That's, yeah, that's a really good question. I, I hadn't really thought too much about it, but yeah, I certainly didn't have a reputation as, I can't imagine that I had a reputation as like, uh, even like an exceptional photographer, much less like a professional photographer who people like really looked up to. Um, because I was just like a couple years into photography and the style of photography that I did was very like explorative, you know, like I was still a bike messenger at the time. And all I did was I just took my camera out with me when I was working and just took photos of like whatever I thought was interesting. And now looking back at those photos, I'm like, you know, I, I don't dislike them, but they were very explorative, you know, and, um, you know, certainly like not, not like a professional you know, photographer. So I don't think that like any following that Los Angeles Photo Alliance came off of like um, the strength of my clout or anything like that. It was just uh -huh. like other people knew that, you know, as, oh, it's going to be film cameras. Um, and uh, so they just, you know, they just came out and, uh, and had a good time. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it didn't, it, I don't think it had to really have too much of a reputation because people knew it was a casual thing. Well, the nice thing that I found out right away, and like I said, compared to you guys, like I'm very new to the Photo Alliance. Um, and the one of the things that I wanted to touch on in this conversation with you, and I think you wanted to touch on too, was the active inclusivity. And it's one of the things like I felt immediately from uh, Photo Alliance is, you know, you touched upon it earlier, like we're not looking at anybody's photos immediately unless somebody did bring a digital camera, which is completely fine to bring. Um, but we were all inclusive and I just felt immediately welcome, like by Chris and by, by you too. It's like, you know, we had conversations, 
you and I, Nick, and I'm like, oh man, this guy's talking to, talking to me like he's actually invested in, in me as a person, you know, and we barely knew each other, you know, and it's like that active inclusivity speaks volumes in, in uh, the, the, the range in which LA Photo Alliance has, you know, it's that type of inclusive, inclusivity that makes people want to come and why people want to tell people like, hey, come join us at this uh, photo line thing that's happening next week, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and I think that's why it grew and grew and grew and grew because it's just the inclusivity that made it bigger than, you know, the art itself, I guess. That's dope, dude. That's really good to hear from you. Um, Yeah. It's like fulfilling to hear that from you because it was important to me that it was inclusive and that it's important to me that like, you know, my twitch channel now is inclusive and um and that like art community in general is inclusive because mostly because like i have um you know i've struggled with like social anxiety my whole life and um so if i were you and i came to that exact event as like a participant or like a new participant and not an organizer and like nobody talked to me it would like it would um, cement my like self image that like, yeah, (laughs) I'm an outsider and I don't have what it takes to like really fit into this um, social circle or like maybe it's my, like my photos aren't good enough. Like my camera isn't sick enough or like whatever, like the billion things that could go through my mind and definitely would if just like nobody fucking talked to me. Like, um, and and just to, to not have somebody show interest. I've been, in, I've been in a lot of social situations like that. And I don't necessarily like fault everybody who's been there, you know, for having their close friends and s- sticking with their close friends and just talking to them or whatever. But like, I've been in a lot of social situations and not necessarily like art communities, but um, where I just, uh, I wasn't really included or, you know, to a certain extent, maybe I excluded myself with my own like self-talk. But um, it's important to consider, like, I think for anybody anywhere who's trying to throw something like. Uh, you, you have to be inclusive and there's always the the possibility that like somebody could be like self-talking to themselves that way. Somebody could really like and 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 moreover, like that person has just as much potential um, to like be a good photographer, for instance, or to be a community organizer, for instance, or to run a charity or to be a mentor to another, uh, would be photographer. They have like so much, um, potential to have like a really positive impact. Um, you know, not just me, not just you, like anybody who came out to the photo lines things and what community does is gives people an opportunity to like, you know, network, learn those lessons of what it looks like to have somebody who's including you or being a mentor, um, you know, give, uh, it gives people an opportunity like, Oh, so plenty of us were just like, Oh, I've got this extra camera. You can borrow it. You can have it, you know, have this extra roll of film or whatever. And those little things, dude, like if somebody doesn't give you that camera one day, you don't take up photography. You know, some people, they don't, it doesn't stick for them. Or if somebody didn't include you or give you some solid advice or make you feel included, you don't do photography. You don't turn photography into your career or whatever. Not that that is the end goal of photography, but um, it could have a huge impact. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think like 
to touch up on, uh, or at least to highlight something is, you know, there it's nice to have somebody there who is understanding that there will be people who are afraid to come to these things and just getting to it is a, is a, is a mountain itself, you know, just going to the photo Alliance for your first time mm -hmm. or any community, not even just photo Alliance. You know, if you want to get into pottery or knitting or something like that, or motorcycle clubs, I don't know, but <laughs> probably especially motorcycle yeah. clubs. <laughs> Might get but, my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's the thing. It's like we have as humans this internal voice that tells us all the negative things that we can tell us constantly, right? Yeah. And to like have somebody you know, or have anybody just like let you know as soon as you walk in that your your voice is important is is a goal that every art community should have first like that's yeah. number one is to let everybody know that whoever's in the door like good and bad isn't a thing in the arts you know it's it's your voice like your voice is more important than anything and and that's yeah. that's something or even that I, just that you are there and that you exist right exactly from yeah, what yeah. Nick was saying, and like as somebody who was part of the Photo Alliance for a long time and helped organize events and did outreach and stuff, I would just like to sort of like highlight that Please. I think it's sort of like the responsibility of the people who organize it to make that kind of atmosphere. Um, so if you're listening and you're thinking of like starting like some sort of local community or maybe not even local, maybe like an internet even community. Even if it's just a Twitch channel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's important to keep that in mind and just not, not just make it for your friends, but to always like <clears throat> have that in mind that new people are coming and it's your responsibility as somebody who organizes or someone who leads or somebody who's even been there before to make, to grow the community, make people in it feel comfortable. Yeah. And as it I, grows too. Oh, sorry, Nick. But I was going to say, like, as it grows, you know, you need to have multiple people because, like, like I said, like 50 people were at my first photo alliance, you know? Yeah. I was kind of surprised that I was able to talk to, I didn't even know who the head guy was, you know? But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, you know, it, just having, like, someone like you, Chris, there, too, was was very positive, you know? Yeah. yeah. I want to I want to take it a step further, um, too, because uh, in, in regards to, like, inclusivity and it benefiting like the individual who's being included i would also really say that it's super important for anybody who has a platform or resources to keep it in mind that like inclusivity doesn't just benefit the person who's included it also benefits the whole community the future of the community the vibe of the community like the culture of the community i've been parts i've been a part of like a couple other art like centered kind of communities or jobs or uh you know like workplaces that um claim to be inclusive um but don't really exercise that or kind of like acknowledge what it what it looks like to be excluded um mm -hmm. what I, I don't think they had an understanding of what it was like to be excluded because i think they always just had resources and confidence um and to not have, to not like be genuinely exercising inclusivity does your whole operation a huge disservice because the only people who have a voice, who have like, who are given 
a platform or a voice within that community are people who will just speak the loudest, man. They already yeah. speak the loudest. Mm -hmm. um, they're just willing to talk over other people. And, um, you know, that's usually men. <laughs> it's usually uh, white people or whatever. Like you just, you don't get a diverse, um, you know, you don't get a diverse point of view from your community. And um, like the culture is going to suffer for it. It's going to, it's going to be toxic because there's going to be infighting. People are just not going to be happy. Um, there's going to be like more, more infighting than maybe there would be otherwise. And um, it's, it's going to be kind of like full of strife in one way or another, I think in um, yeah, I've seen, I've seen it to be true in a lot of workplaces too. So I think that, you know, money has money has something to do with it too, but I, Maybe maybe that's also a reason why kind of I I tried to I just never had the drive to like try to do anything money related with Lapa. I don't know. Yeah, well, it makes sense, you know, because I've been in um, one. I guess one of the biggest toxic communities there is you know like the performing music communities. You know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of competition. There's yeah. a lot of competition and like usually the person who is in charge of the community and it's usually like jam sessions or something like that, right? Like if you want to be a musician and you want to get your name out there, you have to go to a jam session and you want to talk toxicity. Chops. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. that's the most toxic male dominant yeah. community I've ever been a part of aside from- Oh man. Kind of starts know? to be a competition of like who can tear each other down the most and Dude. be convincing the most 100%. so that other people look worse. Like 100%. it's not even just like a, you better be really good. You better have like sick chops, man. No, it's like, uh, I heard that, you know. Dude, it's disgusting. And don't, if, if you're a woman and you're a, you know, you're gonna be assumed to be a vocalist and you're not gonna be invited regardless. And wow. I'm seeing like, I'm seeing music, like a lot of like music friends post on Instagram about like, oh, the music community is toxic. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm glad you're finding out now because it's been that like forever. That yeah. It's been like that since forever. And it's like, yeah, it's disgusting. And that's the kind of like when money is involved or competitions involved, art's going to die. And when no we feel what. like our careers are on the line and it necessarily is like, like when we feel like necessarily the end product of our goal has to be having a financially successful career. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fucking tricky, dude. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's rough. You know? And like, I think that we can still operate in a healthy way within that, like unfortunate, like currently necessary, mm -hmm. like mode of operations. Like I think that we could still be inclusive and, you know, lift each other up all towards like us being able to, if, if it is going to be like our career, we yeah. can do that. You know, we can flip the script for sure. Absolutely. And like, it's really nice. Like, even though it's kind of late that like a lot of artists or musicians rather are started getting hip to this toxic uh, environment. Um, better, honestly, like, I don't really like the saying better late than ever, but in this situation, it's like, it's good because now you have a lot of people who are recognizing like, oh yeah, I was that asshole who didn't yeah. let this saxophone player on the bandstand because I thought he wasn't good. Or I was that asshole that didn't invite any women <laughs> or yeah. anybody to like come up on stage or something like that. You know, it's. Yeah. It's just uh, another example of how, like in a lot of ways we might be patting ourselves on the back right now as a culture for like being kind of woke, but like the work has 
only just started and we've exactly. only just started to acknowledge the true depth, you know, the, or, or we've, we've just only acknowledged like the tip of the iceberg and there's so much work left to be done in, yeah. you know, flipping the script to, to, in just reparations to the people that we've harmed, you know, in, in, in many ways, many yeah. ways in, in every like facet of our culture, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but definitely, exactly. definitely that. I I saw somebody post recently a U uh UC Berkeley like jazz musician friend that I used to work with. She was like, "Dude, <laughs> you like she's like not really doing that thing anymore." But she was like talking to all of her people like from school. Like, uh, <laughs> you guys like we have to acknowledge how toxic like jam session culture is. You know, yeah. you can't yeah, yeah. be part of it as a woman. You can't. You know, or you get you get uh. I don't know, like, I guess in the art, in the, in the acting industry, you'd be typecasted, right? Like if you're a woman, mm. everyone automatically assumes you're a vocalist and then vocalists already have a bad reputation, um, set by instrumentalists, you know, like, oh, they can't do this or they can't do this, you know, or, you know, it's, it's a bunch of bullshit, you know? And it's like, imagine the amount of voices we've lost because of that kind of yeah, culture because they felt know? excluded and they just yeah. switched fucking careers man. yeah like that is something that is like you know makes me emotional every single time it's like yeah just how many voices were shut down you know yeah mm -hmm. so and they just decided to do something else yeah 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 and i mean regardless of whether or not it was that their career like they just didn't have a spot in the culture yeah exactly and give it to them yeah and it's like it's not always just like the jam, like jam session too. It's like the gig scene or even at college, you know, they like, I don't know if you guys ever been to college for music, <laughs> but there's like separate, you know, classes for vocalists. And like, mm -hmm. I had to take a, a keyboard class for drummers, you know? And it's like, well, that's a whole nother story, but it's just, it's just interesting. Like how, when you have a huge monetary like system and then com competition starts to set in and i'm like one of those guys that's like anti-grammy anti-emmy kind of thingy like any type of competition as art is just bad for it in general mm. so yeah agreed yeah that's a whole other conversation i'd yeah. really like to have with you for sure yeah but um i wanted to one i was gonna ask you nick um when do you think community becomes more important than the art itself Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, could I speak on that really quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, I think like I think photo walks is a good example of that because, um, like, as we're all photographers and we've all been on like photo walks, but sort of as somebody in a leadership position at LA Photo Alliance, I found that. I wasn't prioritizing me getting good pictures on photo walks. Mm. Um, and I was just prioritizing sort of like, like heading up the back, making sure everybody was with the group if they wanted to stay with the group and like yeah. reaching out to people who haven't spoken to a lot of people, make sure they like see what, what's up with them. And <laughs> yeah, I barely took like photos that. on the photo walks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't remember you taking any photos on the photo walks. <laughs> <laughs> so in that way, I think like when the community was strong and like, it had a good vibe, we keep calling it like an inclusive spirit to it, then that was already more important than our individual creative 
uh, endeavors on the photo walks, at least to me. I, I think that the, the question is like, um, well, you just, you ha I think that we, we have to learn a lesson between um, of, of prioritizing community and personal practice separately. Because, um, you know, if in a lot of cases, you can't just totally kill two birds with one stone, like mm -hmm. Chris and I found we couldn't really do ourselves, like we couldn't, we couldn't really be like focusing on our per personal practice while we're out of these photo walks. And I'd argue that even the people that weren't organizing them, you know, they're taking like photo walk photos, they're taking a lot of snapshots of their friends and whatnot. There, there are multiple questions here. I think the questions are like, are they hobbyists? Is this a, is this like a hobby and a good social meetup for them? And, you know, then whatever their career or personal practice, like, you know, that that's just another thing that they do later on down the line or we're just getting them into it or they do it. They practice their like Hiro is, is the first person that comes to mind. Like he just came out to the photo walks and he would take fun portraits of people, but he's got a career that like, yeah, yeah he's like 17. He was like 16 or 17 years old when he started coming out to the, but he was already working on his career. He was doing two different things there. He was at, he was having a social, uh, like he was going out to a social event that happened to overlap with his like career practice interest. You know, they over they overlap a lot. And um, I think that, you know, if we struggle with that balance at all, we need to just um, get out because Hyro didn't seem like he struggled with it. To some people, I think it comes more intuitively or they already have like a good background and are feeling confident in their footing of like their personal practice and maybe their career if it if it is their career if art is their career. Right. Um, and, and then like the social slash community aspect. Um, you know, we it, make, make time. If, if, if you're finding like, they're not mutually exclusive is all I'm saying. Yeah. I wonder community. like, I wonder, you know, I find that when somebody joins the community, cause you have people who join a specific community for multiple reasons. You might have like, you know, somebody who recently really tired and likes the look of a Leica, you know, and then they just want to go out and do something because they're bored now because they're retired, you know, and like, I feel like that's when the community becomes more important than the art itself, you know, is like just being able to be there for people because you never know where everybody's mental health are, you know, it's like someone yeah. might be bored, someone might be, you know, depressed or scared or whatever, you know, and it's just like, like forming those types of communities are just like, I don't know. To me, it just seems more important than like what whatever we're doing. Like you said, like no one's like taking like super artistic photos. We're all just taking photos of each other because we're friends now, right? You know? Yeah. And it's like maybe that experience gets people to, you know, be motivated to do something super artistic or something like that. You know? It certainly did for me. Yeah it made photography stick for me that like even now that the photo walks aren't a thing like you know just just the fact that that community existed and by off off of like the strength of the resources that like I was fortunate enough to gain just by like other people's encouragement other people's camera advice their knowledge um you know the people lending me cameras or whatever like 
um, I don't know if I would have had the confidence to feel like to just like proceed with it and get as far as I have with it to the level of enjoyment that I have or to, or, or whatever, a potential career. Certainly. Yeah. 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 Uh, since we're live and people could be tuning in at any time, I just want to like remind everybody, this is the art take podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube live or, uh, Nick's stream carbon punks. Um, and we do episodes monthly. Um, and we just tackle like any kind of topic. We're doing a series of interview now, interviews now. This first one is with Nick and it's about community. So we've been talking about community a bunch. Um, all of us share a community in Los Angeles Photo Alliance. And for the past like 30 minutes, we've been talking about that and our experiences with it, um, how one would go about um, like starting a community or what, what kind of things to look for in inclusive communities. Um, and if you missed any of that, you can find it on our YouTube channel. We'll have the live thing all recorded up. And then we're also going to record, we're recording the audio version for release on our podcast, The Art Take. So just a quick plug. It's bringing me back to my radio days. It's like, <laughs> you guys are tuned oh, yeah. in to The Art Take. Um, but to change gears, so let's say um, like I'm new to an art form and I'm looking for like some sort of community. Um, do you all have any advice on like where to look or like what to look for, for like not necessarily a photographer, but maybe like using the avenue of photography, like what should somebody trying to get into a community do if they, if that's something that they want? Well, um, it's really easy to say what you could do for photography because I, you know, we've already done that. And, uh, but we also did it in LA where I think there is like this never ending pool of film photographers who would come out. So I think it would be like, you know, you'd have to consider other factors if you're in a smaller city, um, or if, uh, you're in like just a different practice, but, uh, just like take painting for instance in like a somewhat smaller city than uh, Portland. I mean, like like Portland or, you know, other, other than Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, also like during COVID times is, is I think is another conversation, but um, it's really easy to do on Twitch. I would just say like, don't hesitate to start doing something on, on Twitch and building a community that way because mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if somebody else is already doing it. Doesn't matter if a lot of people come out. Doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter if your friend is already doing the same thing. You guys can boost each other. It'll work really well, I think. If you have friends that are already doing it, don't worry about being original. Just worry about like, just put yourself out there, be inclusive, start talking to people. It's gonna be mutually beneficial, straight up. You just don't have to worry about anything, man. You don't have to worry about doing it 100% right unless you're like a super perfectionist, you already have a lot of resources and by all means put some money into getting a good like platform set up, be it in real life or, or Twitch, you know, uh, or, or just online right now. I think we have to talk about online. Um, you know, you, you could put some resources into it. You could make it perfect right before you go. If you're the type of person to just work on it, I'm the type of person to just like, just, just start doing it and then be figuring out the details later. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting something from the ground up, like um, it doesn't have to be perfect and you just bring people in, make sure the vibe is good. Make sure it's inclusive. Make sure, 
just acknowledge that you have a platform and do something good with it and don't have it just be self-serving. And I think that um, it will figure itself out from there like one way or another, whether like you're doing a painting channel, like tons of people are already doing this sort of stuff on Twitch. But I like, you know, for instance, in real life, you could just have a painting meetup, even if people are already doing that. Like you could say that Beers and Cameras was already doing something pretty similar to what we were doing, you know, and people, there are tons of people who um, just in, in like talking about photography in general, don't want you to start doing something if somebody else is already doing it. But don't hesitate to just start your own community. As for advice of like finding a community, I don't know, man, start your own. Unless there's something that already exists in your art form that you feel like is a good fit for you, don't hesitate to start your own. It doesn't have to have a similar amount of resources or a similar amount of clout to anything, to anything else. In fact, I think it'll be more genuine and just a better vibe if you're not focused on clout and perfection and having a professional like speaker or having the coolest gear um, or whatever, um, it'll be a good vibe and, and you know, the resources, you can find the resources and the perfection like later on, just start doing it. Yeah. That's just invite advice. your friends who are into it. Yeah. Invite random people who are into it. Add people on Instagram that you don't know that have just used the hashtag, you know, 35 millimeter film or oil mm -hmm. painting or whatever. Um, just add them and talk, talk to them, you know? Yeah. People will like, like it if you're friendly to them. Network is like a term that I don't like, but like, it doesn't have to be like networking. It could just be like yeah. talking about a thing you're passionate about with somebody. Yeah. Networking could be like a term, like if you're using networking, like a businessman or like a business person, if you're thinking about it in like a business way, then it could be kind of like shitty. But I mean, making friends is networking um having a conversation with people about what i'm what we're doing right now is is networking i guess i mean i guess we already know each other but like mm -hmm. you know just talking to people about stuff is networking networking is a good thing making friends making people feel included asking them about their experience is networking and it's also inclusive ask them about their experience ask other people you'll learn something from it they will feel good <laughs> about yeah. being included mm -hmm. you guys are both going to learn something yeah ask a lot of questions that's uh, my ask a lot of questions about other people's experiences and show mm -hmm. interest in other people's experiences it's not just to be nice to them if you're just doing it to like make yourself look good you know that's rearrange you know, mission your not priorities. but yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's going to be mutually beneficial just be fucking genuine it's going to work yeah yeah, I was going to comment. Yeah, I was going to comment on like, um, you know, now it's kind of like, you know, start your own thing because we can't like physically meet up with each other. And my advice is sort of going to benefit that avenue as well. But if you're if you're wanting to join an already started community, um, there's a few things that I would recommend. The number one thing is to not question your wanting to go because the second you start questioning like should I go or is this a good idea is is when a bunch of negative talk starts settling in and the chances of you not going to that community event is it's, it's a higher percentage if you start just questioning if I should go or not um, 
if you are, if your personality is to be questioning and that's just who you are and you know that, then bring somebody with you, you know, try to, you know, bring a friend, even if they don't care about, like in this instance, for photography, if they don't give a, you know, I guess we're all adults. If they don't give a shit about photography, whatever those you yeah. know they can still come I know bring you're really social socially bring your social butterfly blend yeah, yeah. and yeah. just and just go the other thing that i recommend and you know i'm the type of person that usually doesn't question and just goes and figures it out but i'm gonna be honest like my first beers and cameras meet up like i had to bring my wife because i was kind of nervous you know yeah i remember that one and it's like that's a very surprising thing for me, you know, like to have that feeling, but it was a new And if you're community. not the type of person to feel that way, think yeah. about how it fucking feels when you are the type I of know, person that feels I that know, I know. And that's what I'm saying is like, it was a brand new avenue for me. Like I said, I'm very new to this photography thing. And I think that's why I was nervous, you know. Afraid of being, yeah, judged or... Whatever. Yeah, because, and this is a segue into my next thing. It's like, because I had come from a music background. And how we talked about earlier. And you're scarred from toxic. it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and it's not even that, like, I had toxic things happen to me as much as other people have experienced in music. Um, I do know that, I, I do know that that's, like, the situation, right? So that leads me to the next thing is when you finally do decide to go understand that not every community is going to be the one for you oh my god yeah you're saying exactly what i wanted to say you know like hey who knows you go to blah blah community and you no one talks to you or it's like weird or anything like that don't let that deter you from trying a new community because you might go to blah blah three community and that one's the shit something very similar (laughs) but different enough yeah, different enough, different people, different vibe, different, vibe. Yeah. different yeah. intentions. Yeah. You know, you yeah, never know. Sure. You never know. <laughs> Don't let, you know, the first one kill your vibe because you'll definitely find a community for you. you know? yeah. yeah. Can I can I just like echo kind of what you were saying there? Like, um, I cannot I can't tell you how much I relate to yeah, that feeling of like um wondering if you should go or like thinking about the worst case scenario and not fitting in and then not going. I had those thoughts about my own meetups. (laughs) I I wanted to stay home. I wanted to, I wanted to cancel it or like sometimes just, I think I did a couple times say, Chris, I can't make it to this one. Can you just like take the reins? Cause I was just so depressed or um, just felt like not up to um, like the social pressure or whatever. Like, although it was like never a negative thing. And so, so many times, I felt that way, but I went anyway because I knew I had to um, just do it. And I went and I like, I went from feeling just, you know, sometimes just the lowest of the low for me, which is like stay in bed all day and probably just stay feeling negative and just reinforce it. You know, my, (laughs) my own like suspicions that uh, I'm a failure because I just won't even try. I won't even go. I won't even try. Mm. Um, but like I would go from like the lowest of the low and if I just went out and I just like hung out with everybody, I made like 10 friends that day who have now become like friends that I've had for two years and uh, would like would help me move <laughs> if I was moving or would like, you know, it would just talk through like a hard time with me or lend me a camera or whatever, dude. Like 
because I, any, any time you talk yourself out of doing something like that, um, you really could be, you could be just saying no to making like a lifetime friend to, you could be saying no to um, that like conversation that uh, gets you that job in a field that you want to get into um, or, or any, anything like that, dude. Um, and, and yeah, I'd also say, I, I just would echo what you said that like, if you go out to a meetup and, or, or any kind of community thing, and it doesn't end up like you do have a bad experience or somebody like shuts you down. Cause I know that that happens in photography. It has probably happened at Los Angeles photo lines, you know, even <laughs> despite all of our efforts, you know? Yeah. And I know that to some people it's happened at like beers and cameras things where they feel like they just had somebody be like, Oh, you've only got a candidate one. <laughs> okay <laughs> like when everybody else has like a Leica or whatever yeah and, um you know not to say that that's like the prevailing culture of beers and cameras um but like i know that people have had that kind of experience and dude i know people have had that sort of like had an interaction like that at los angeles photo line so it's not like we weren't untouchable or anything like that but if you let that like show if, if you walk away from that with the lesson about community being community this isn't for me it's it's like solitude for me uh you're doing yourself a real disservice because yeah. i i totally solitude is an important part of like any artistic practice i think being able to do it on your own being able to just kind of like focus in and have it be a meditative practice as well it's super important but it's it's like not everything dude and especially if you live in a big city and you're not taking part in community, like you're missing out. You're missing out on lifetime friends. You're missing out on career opportunities if that's important to you. Yeah, you're missing yeah. Out. It's rough, you know, like without community, honestly, I think I'd be nothing, you know? Yeah. Like, and I'm the type of person, like, I like to just go do, like, go do things and not question it because I know that I'll just have the negative talk, you know? But I, I'm also the type of person, like, when I get to, somewhere like i get overwhelmed with like if people do want to talk to me you know it's kind of weird you know i'm like oh shit i don't know what to say you know <laughs> it's like i don't That's know when you ask people questions about those their experiences that was yeah. like my tool i don't know how i yeah. learned that or or whatever but i totally feel overwhelmed so all i do is just ask people what they do for work what yeah do they like it what yeah. camera are you shooting what film are you shooting like what do you like to shoot ask them just everything. Where do they, where do they stay at? Like what neighborhood do they live in? Do you like it? How much does it cost? Yeah. Whatever, dude, if you're feeling anxious, just ask people about their lives because I mean, it's important advice to me just because, you know, when you're depressed or like have social anxiety, it's kind of like a centering of yourself. Like, will people like me enough? Like, it's all about you. It's not mm -hmm. all about you. It's, it's really like getting along with other people is is all about them mm -hmm. make you know making them feel like you care making them feel like you're interested so just ask people questions if you're nervous and um you know be it on the internet or in real life it's yeah gonna work out and i was gonna like kind of harp on that too like when you're going to like a community event that you know that like you like and the people there like also just keep that in mind like if you're being nervous about like talking to people or like making friends is that you're all pretty much there for the same thing i mean you still have to like suss out the group and like see if it's like a fit for you or 
like their goals are aligned with your goals for a community and stuff like that. But um, that's like the main thing. Like for a photography community, it was kind of easy because we all wore like our things over our shoulders or you could just be like, hey, this is my thing. And you could like, you knew like, oh, they have a point and shoot. I know how to talk about point and shoots or like, oh, they have like Great a big- points, yeah. Yeah, a big like medium format camera. Maybe they do portraits or landscapes and it was kind of like an easy segue. And maybe if you're like doing like a doodle meetup where have you seen those where there's like a big table with like paper on it, like bring bring a cool pen, your favorite pen and like comment on other people's pens and be like, oh, what are you drawing? Like, and just like try to relate to people. Like what Nick was saying, like ask them about them, like don't center yourself. I think like I use that technique too. And I probably learned it from you, Nick, because like <laughs> whenever I was like, I would, there'd be like 30 people in a room at the coffee shop. And like, if I was feeling anxious, I would just like go to the new person. And like, if I hadn't talked to them before, just like ask them like, like the list of questions. And like, if it went in a cool direction, just like follow that. And then I would feel better. You'd be because... like, I'm not the most nervous person here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, new person. Er. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, it worked for me, man. Like as soon as I came to one of the meetups, like the first person I talked to was you, Chris. Oh, for and it was yeah, and you were like, "Oh yeah, hey, how's it going?" I was like, "Oh man, you have a Leica," and you're like, "Here, have here, hold it." I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> this thing's a lot of money." You know, I've never held one before. You know. Yeah, that's so, funny. You know, I'll look at you. I know. Now it's like now we have a podcast together. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 Pete has his own Leica. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which yeah. is the most important thing <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh, so we've been at it for like about an hour um, and maybe we should start wrapping things up. Is there like a topic you all want to like close with? We kind well, of already touched on something yeah. that I wanted to talk about, which was like the importance of community. Like, like Nick was saying, like in his own endeavors, like artistically and professionally. And we've talked about like the social aspect of like, like lifelong friends. Um, and so like, that's something I just wanted to hit on before we ended. Um, like if there is a community or you're thinking of joining one, definitely like go out. It'll benefit you in ways that you can't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. Or I'll start say. your own. Yeah. Or start don't, your own for sure. Yeah. Just don't yeah. think. Do you it. don't need to be <laughs> perfect to start your own. You don't need to be sick at what whatever the art like it does not matter. You're just no, like sharing your experiences with other people. Yeah. It's and like, have fun. The it, thing that like um I guess like I want to highlight with what you're saying too, Nick, is like none of the outcome matters like it doesn't have to be perfect doesn't have to be the best as long as it's your voice that's the most important thing yeah as long as you have as long as you have it like set up in a way that like you enjoy socializing with people and you benefit from it like it's kind of one of those things where i have to say the cliche point about you know it's the journey that matters mm -hmm. you have to be enjoying like this uh community that you're taking part in and just like the you know having that meetup or having that stream or whatever, where you're just like talking over stuff with people. Um, yeah. Enjoy it. So, like regulate the culture in a way that feels natural to you. Because if you're afraid of like somebody coming through and being a dick, you're the one who's in charge. That's the best thing about starting it yourself. Is like if somebody's <laughs> just being a dick or if somebody's dissing on you, like you're the one who's in charge and you don't have to be nice to them anymore. And you could even just tell them like, dude, you're, you're like the vibe isn't working, man. Like yeah. just, don't come through if you're going to come with that kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, 
and suddenly you're the person in charge, you really just don't need to worry about whether or not people have the right vibe. Sometimes it can be a little complicated if you're running things and you have to make decisions about that sort of thing, but you'll only learn good lessons from it, from being that, from in that difficult situation. And, um, you know, suddenly the possibility of being judged is just like, well, you know, take it for granted that you're going to be judged by people, but it's really not, especially if you're a community organizer, it's not about whether or not your art's good. It's about whether or not your community is good and whether or not people like your vibe. Do, do people think you're cool? Cool people are going to stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if do, do people think you're like not cool, then like those people aren't going to stick around. It's going to regulate itself. Yeah. So, so don't be afraid. So we have somewhat of a recurring segment um, towards the end of all of our episodes. <laughs> um, we call it like art recommendations. Um, so... I guess we can start sort of move into this art recommendation type of thing. We just sort of discuss um, our past art recommendations. Although I think we're going to save our, like Chris and I's past art recommendations for the next episode, just to talk about, you know, what we're going to recommend this episode. But um, um, I guess we'll just sort of start with, with my art recommendation Um, for, for my art recommendation for the both of you. And I guess everybody who's watching this, um, I want to recommend this uh, composer who goes by the name of Moondog. Are you guys familiar? Moondog, Moondog. nope, never heard of mm-hmm. it. So Moondog, he called himself the Viking of Fifth Avenue in New York. He dressed like a Viking. He looked like a Viking. A lot of people um, sort of assumed he was just a homeless person on the streets of Manhattan. <laughs> and and did nothing and you know a lot of people like a lot of his art like a lot of the photos of him are like high wealthy white people essentially just like looking at him and i mean he was white too but it's like he looked like a homeless person mm-hmm. a lot of people will look at him and be like okay who's this homeless person on my street in fifth avenue because fifth avenue is kind of like a you know a, a, a big center hub of new york where like a lot of rich people live Um, And so a lot of people look down on him, but he was a phenomenal composer, very, had a very high reputation in uh, the jazz world and the classical world. Um, But he also found a way to have spoken word and, and uh, poetry. Like sometimes in between his songs, he would um, recite his poems. Um, And a lot of his music is just, in my opinion, just, phenomenal and he's a very interesting has a very interesting story and a lot of his music is very beautiful and cool. it's just i like it because it, it it like sort of slams the classism sort of thing right it's like you know just because somebody looks like a homeless person to you doesn't mean that they have joy in life or like you know they you know are enjoying or doing stuff you know or, or they might have an amazing artistic voice yeah it's like yeah. don't shut them out because of whatever preconceived notions you've already had about the person or what society tells you about people who dress this way or look this way or stuff yeah. like that you know it's it's I, I kind of you know there's there's a lot of people that could also go down that route but for some reason i just wanted to recommend moondog to you guys yeah. that's and good you know what's, topical. Check them out. You yeah. know what's interesting is like a lot of his music have, have actually been sampled and oh. I would, uh, I would, I don't know if I'd be surprised, but like there are some songs, one of them is actually really sampled a lot. And 
and often played in like Bed Bath and Beyonds and stuff like that with like some shitty ass drum <laughs> groove behind it and someone just like ruins like his songs you know but like Rip. the original songs that he composed are just pretty amazing but you can find them on Spotify and iTunes and you know if you find his records I would I would buy them <laughs> immediately because they're they're not rare but they're kind of hard to come by but I'll check it out um Pete I did a music stream yesterday it'd be really cool to have you in a music stream because <laughs> Because people are just like recommending like little, yeah. you know, whatever they wanted to. It'd be really cool to have a variety of music in there too. Let's do and it. You it's represent fun. like a, a rare, <laughs> a rare friend in that you've got like this, you know, taste Wealth in music. It's not just like, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, wait till you hear this guy first. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's just terrible music. Yeah. Absolute trash. Nice. Um, I have one ready. Do you have one ready, Nick? Or? Yeah, go ahead though, Chris. Okay. Um, mine was just, I don't have like a big conceptual thing, but it was like an album that I've been into for the past few weeks. It's called Purple Moonlight Pages by R.A.P. Ferreira. Um, and it's like a rapper who's like rapping over like super jazzy instrumentals. And it's, I like it. I don't have a lot of language to describe jazz or hip hop, but I enjoyed the album. You said R.A.P. Ferreira? Yeah, Ferreira. There's like periods in between. What was the title of it called? Purple Moonlight Pages. Dope. Yeah. Got it. And also, I just want to say that if anybody's watching live, we're going to be doing like a quick Q&A once we're done with the episode. Um, so just head over to the chat. There's already a few comments on the chat, um, and maybe we can answer those first, and then we'll get to anybody else who wants to chat with us for maybe like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, I'll, I'll quick, I'll say my, um, I wrote it down. I'm also going to put it in the YouTube chat, but okay, I wrote cool. it down so that if anybody, I don't know, I just thought that maybe I should put it up here so that people would know the spelling of it. But first thing that comes to mind and maybe it's backwards too, but no, uh, it's, it's right. Okay, cool. First, first person that comes to mind is Bahim Devon on, um, on Instagram. You can just find him on Instagram. He's like one of my favorite portrait photographers right now. And he's like super, I've, it might be kind of insulting to say this, but I feel like he's, he's really underrated or like, um, I don't know. I don't know if he's doing paid jobs, but I just stand him like every time I can. Um, uh, whenever we're talking recommendations, because I just love his portrait work. It, I mean, he does most like pretty much exclusively portrait like film photography. And, um, I just think he needs like more followers and he just needs to start getting hired by brands to like shoot, yeah. Um, clothing and whatnot because um, it's cool. just that good. Just yeah, big. I just checked and I'm already following him. So I'm big. sure that was like through you or somebody. Yeah, he's like friends of Lapa friends. He just never came out to a meetup. But I've, oh, like, gotcha. photo, I've photo walked with him before. Very cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll check it out. The community strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's been our episode of The Art Take. Once again, you can find us on Instagram at The Art Take, our YouTube channel. Hopefully you're watching um is also the art take our email is the art take at gmail.com um do you have anything to plug nick before we say bye yeah for sure um what just my got? twitch channel is what i would is what i would um plug right now and also like the the twitch photography community like in general um is super dope whether like you're into film photography or digital especially if you're into digital photography man there is so much good like you know, and it's not exclusive either, but um, yeah, I would say check check me out at Twitch, 
twitch.tv slash carbon punks because we do like photo content um, like multiple times weekly. There's like a photo critique where, you know, you can bring your photos and get constructive feedback on them or hopefully you don't feel like we're ripping your photos apart, but we're going to tell you what could be improved about them um, and also what we like about them. And you also just share your work, you know, you can share your Instagram at and people will, you know, it's, it's, it's networking, it's um, constructive criticism, and it's just a hangout where you get to appreciate photography in general and show off your stuff like in a different format than Instagram, which is really important showing your work on absolutely just on Instagram. Um, And there are also just check out the Twitch photography community because you can learn so much about Photoshop. There are people that will just spend an hour sometimes with you, you know, just like talking you through Photoshop um, with, and you don't, you don't have to pay them or nothing, you know, and um, you'll, it's another one of those things. Well, you'll, you'll learn so much in half an hour, an hour. um, And you can actually talk to these people too. It's different than just a YouTube video check out the art community in general of whatever art you enjoy on Twitch. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Well, thanks a lot, Nick. Yeah. Thanks for getting yeah. on. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. I could talk to you guys for like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, an hour went by so fast. Um, I know. I, I love you guys and I miss you guys. Um, I really appreciate you just, just being able to talk to you and thank you for bringing me on. Yeah. No worries. Thank you. Thanks everybody.